0: Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Today, I want to do a little talk on the the fireballs that the prophetess Ellen White over 100 years ago had a vision and she saw what city was going to get the first one. Many of her writings were locked away at the White Estate and not allowed to be seen until 2015 when some of them were released, she had talked about her vision of the fireballs. But when these documents were released in 2015, her more details uh, have arisen that showed where this was going to happen. So I want to share some, a transcript that somebody did. And um, because transcripts don't always show up exactly what was said, I may stumble a little here and there, but I believe the main points will come through. So, if you could bear with me. Okay, so beginning with, Isaiah 66, verse 16 says, For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. So, very, very soon, the Lord will plead with the inhabitants of the earth in a language that we can understand. Warning and judgment. Think back how many times did God have to get the attention of his people in the Bible by punishment or judgment, he would send prophets out to talk to them and warn them. And if they didn't listen to that, sometimes he had had to bring punishment. Amos three seven says, "Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants the prophet." Did you know that Ellen White actually names the very first city that will experience God's warning? Second Peter two verse six says. And the turning of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example and to those that after should live ungodly lives. Today you can still find sulfur balls that are 90 to 100% pure sulfur. Isn't that interesting? Right at the spot where Sodom and Gomorrah had had fire and sulfur burning down from heaven. There's still evidence of that and the destruction of that city. Ellen White actually makes a number of statements about balls of fire. We're going to distinguish between them. One, she's talking about a ball of fire singular. Other times, she talks about balls of fire, plural, different events. And so that's the first distinguishing thing we need to identify this morning. We're going to go through a couple of her statements, and we're going to talk about them. On July 2nd, 1904, she says, Last night, a scene was presented before me. I may never feel free to reveal all of it, but I will reveal a little. It seemed that an immense ball of fire came down upon the world and crushed large houses from place to place. And from different places rose the cry, The Lord has come, the Lord has come. Many were unprepared to meet him, but a few were saying, Praise the Lord. Others asked, Why are you praising the Lord? Um and those upon whom was the coming destruction sudden destruction because we now see what we have been looking for if you believe these things were coming why didn't you tell us was the terrible response we did not know about these things why did you leave us in ignorance again and again you have seen us why did you not become acquainted with us and tell us that judgment was coming that we may serve god lest we perish now we are all lost I think that is so solemn because here in this church, here God's people know through the prophet Ellen White and through the Bible, we know what's to come and it's our job to warn people around us. So I think what's interesting in this statement is first, just know, because we'll catch up to that later on, was the statement was written on July 2nd, she said last night, so that would have been July 1st of 1904, an immense ball of fire that's singular. And then a few were saying, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Why? Because we see what we have been looking for. Now, have you ever read that? And what not? And I know Adventists know these statements, but have you ever read that and wondered why were people looking for it? I mean, this is a ball of fire that comes and destroyed something. And we'll talk about those houses, buildings and things, but why were they looking? For it, have you been looking for this? About this been prophesied. We should be looking for it, and we're going to discover why. So the next statement that she makes, July 3rd, 1904. The night before last, a very impressive, impressive scene passed before me. I saw an immense ball of fire fall into the midst of some beautiful mansions, causing their instant destruction. I heard some say, we knew that the judgments of God were coming upon the earth, but we did not know that they would come so soon. Others said, you knew, why did you not tell us? We did not know. On every side I heard these words spoken. So the first statement we read was written July 2nd. The second was July 3rd of 1904. And then there are a number of other statements that were released in 2015. So the first two statements we've had for, well, almost 120 years it'll 119 years now for sure and faith makes a very interesting observation that's the lady of, uh, of this guy's partner they were discussing this together between themselves and he said faith makes a very interesting observation last night when we were talking about this 119 years ago so let's see 2024 will be 120 years kind of like the warnings that noah was giving the world Noah preached to the world 120 years. So there are four more statements that she makes now. So why were they not released? I'll get into that real quickly. But notice that after that, in 1906, she starts writing a number of other statements talking about balls of fire. Okay, I'm back. I just had to step out for a second. Okay, so that's the sequence, just real quickly. We don't need to get into the details, but there was a lawsuit. Uh an interesting event that occurred to have those documents released. Oh, shoot. Hold on a second. I'm having a problem. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. So uh, 8,300 documents that they took. But anyway, the conclusion was that at the death of Ellen White, these documents did become public domain around 2003. So the Ellen White estate released 50,000 more pages on the 100th anniversary of her death. So that was 2015. That's how we have this additional statement. So now it's all so fascinating. It's not just this topic, obviously. There's a lot of other topics that are interesting that were released. But we're going to go on with this topic. So to recap, there's been one ball of fire that's a singular on houses or mansions that are burning. Some knew and were even looking for this event. So we'll see who that was. Who knew those who had access to these warnings? So who has access to these warnings? We can say seventh Adventists alright. So Seventh Adventists knew and we were looking for it. They understood their meaning. Both groups were taken by surprise. Do you notice that? The ones that weren't looking for it and the ones that were looking for the event both were surprised and didn't think it was going to come so soon. It's interesting that this sounds a lot like the parable of the ten virgins. In fact, well, we don't have enough time to go through all of that, but she makes statements, a sudden destruction, and you see the people crying, the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming. That wakes up the seven virgins. Uh, Anyway, we knew the midnight cry was what uh, we were compared the stew is more than that though ellen white says a sudden and unlooked for calamity that brings the soul face to face with death and that's what will wake up the virgins so all 10 of them wake up and suddenly say the bridegroom is coming jesus is coming just like the shouts we saw here the lord is coming the lord is coming and so the language that she uses between the two are unmistakable I believe we're not going to delve in on it now too much, but I believe that this ball of fire that we're talking about is more than likely the sudden and unlooked for calamity that wakes the church up and wakes the world up that Jesus is coming. So the next statement that she makes, August 14, 1904, while I was in Nashville, a scene was opened before me, a great ball of fire seemed to fall from heaven and it went forth From it went forth flashes of light, and when these flashes of light would strike a building, the building would burn like tinder. Then I heard someone say, I knew this was coming, though these are the judgments of God, and I knew they were coming. You knew, said another. You were my neighbor. Why did you not tell me these things were coming? Why did you not warn the others? So first of all, are we supposed to be warning people about this? Apparently, you knew, but you didn't tell us. Well, all right. Well, notice also that they called them the judgments of God. It's going to be unmistakable. This is not a man-made event. So I've heard some people say, you know, among atomic bomb. Some people thought that these fireballs that were going to come were atomic weapons. I don't know what the ball of fire or balls of fire are. It kind of doesn't matter. When we say it, we're going to recognize it. Trust me. It's not a man-made event. This is something that God is going to do. So What are the things that she added here from it or from this ball of fire went forth flashes of light. When these flashes of light would strike a building, the building would burn like tinder and those that knew the judgments were coming, they called them the judgments of God. I'm going to call them warning judgments and we'll see why. All right. Her next statement, September 10, 1904. While I was in the South a few months ago, I had a very impressive dream. I'm sorry we don't have to read this whole thing. There's nothing new in this statement. I didn't want to skip over it. The only thing she really says is, while I was in the South. So before she said she was in Nashville when she had the vision, but here she says, while I was in the South. So I'm sorry, we're going for want to go for sake of time to the next one, January 21st, 1905, when I was in Nashville. I had been speaking to the people, and in the ninth season sorry, the night season, there was an immense ball of fire that came down right out of heaven and it settled in Nashville. There were flames going out like arrows from the ball and houses were being consumed. Houses were tottering and falling. Some of the people were standing there just as we expected. They said, we expected this. Others were wringing their hands in agony and crying to God for mercy. You knew you knew what they said. You knew this was coming, and you never said a word to warn us. They seemed as though they would almost tear them to pieces, to think they had never told them or had given them any warning at all. All right, as to what she did, she added in this statement, the ball of fire that seemed to come from heaven settled at Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, so we now we know where. But she also adds, our people were expecting this event. So again, a little different language. Our people, meaning Adventists, were expecting this event. I think it's interesting that Nashville, in and of itself, it's a big town. We know what it's known for is music. It's settled in 1779, 528 square miles, 700,000 people. The Fireball is the name of the number one whiskey drink in Nashville that has the slogan, Unleash the Dragon. I thought that was interesting. It's uh, That's what they've known for, okay? The Nashville-based football team was... Renamed in 1999 to the Tennessee Titans. What is their logo? Fireball. I thought that was kind of interesting. And then Haley was part of the SVA band, and so a uh, trip they went to Nashville this year. And one of the main songs that they were playing were, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I thought, well, I don't know. I was that was pretty prophetic, prophetic. But they played that in a studio, the same studio that Elvis Presley did recordings in. But they had. To memorize the song because they had no music. So, Tennessee, Nashville, Balls of Fire. Now there's one more statement, and this is the most detailed of all of our statements. July 5th, 1904. There was a scene presented to me in the night before the Sabbath. That is when it's the scene that's when the scene was presented. I looked out the window, and there was an immense ball of fire that had come from heaven, and it fell where there were casting buildings with pillars, where they were casting buildings with pillars, especially the pillars were presented to me. It seemed as if the ball came right to the building and crushed it. And they saw that it was branching out, branching out, enlarging, and they began to cry and mourn and mourn and wring their hands. And I thought of some of our people stood by there saying, well, it's just what we were expecting just what we've been looking for and it's just what we've been talking about you knew it said the people you knew it and you never told us about it i thought now there was such agony in their face such an agony in their appearance all night so what she adds in this more detailed statement is interesting the ball of fire fell where they were where they were casting buildings with pillars and then she emphasizes it and says especially the pillars were presented to me So if you look in Nashville, there's lots of buildings with pillars. You have the Tennessee State Capitol. You have the War Memorial Auditorium. You have the replica of the Greek Pantheon and Centennial Park. But she says casting buildings plural with pillars. So on the surface, it doesn't look like there's a location that actually fits this. So maybe she was mistaken. She also says casting pillars. We don't really build that way anymore. Nobody casts pillars. So what is interesting is that, note her exact words. It says, she said, the ball of fire fell where they were casting pillars. Buildings with pillars, especially the pillars, were presented to me. So they were past tense. They were casting pillars. Okay, which would also make sense with that form of construction. It wasn't something that we would see today. In 1897, the Tennessee Centennial International Exposition was held in Nashville, to celebrate the 100th anniversary of tennessee's entry into the union of the united states so they built this whole com- complex on over 200 acres 35 temporary buildings and almost all of them had pillars and those pillars were cast with plaster so just to name a few there's the women's building government building the terminal building the minerals and forestry building the history building the education building the commerce building the children's building and I can go on the the last the list, okay? But what's really interesting is there's one building that was left. All those temporary buildings that were built, and they're temporary in their construction. But one building remained, and they redid it, and refurbished it to keep it. And that is the replica of the Pantheon Parthenon. And if you don't know what the Parthenon is, it's a Greek temple, in ancient Greece. So 125 years ago. There were, 126 years ago, there were buildings that were cast with pillars, but now there's only one, and she sees the ball of fire coming to one building. Now remember, this was 125 years ago, so this was, I'm sorry, 126 years ago, so this was 1897, and she had the vision in 1904, so seven years after this, she has the vision. Okay, all right, I hope you can see it's starting to make sense at this point. So I believed Ellen White was indeed referring to the Parthenon and Centennial Park. Now, why would God send a ball of fire to the Parthenon and Centennial Park? What's in the Parthenon? Inside the building, there's a 42-foot-tall golden statue of the pagan goddess Athena. It was added in 1990. She is the protector of the cities. This is the largest idol in the United States. I think on American soil. So it really gives a meaning to the commandment, do not worship idols. And then there she sits in the middle of Nashville where everybody goes to see her and admire her. In her hand, she's holding, it was the goddess Nike. We got Nike and a victory. That's a six foot tall um, section of the idol. Is just that. So what she's holding in her hand is six feet tall. So this couple things to take away this is the first of a series of events that will occur she later describes balls of fire in plural okay and many many cities that are destroyed now they're not all destroyed by balls of fire but she does describe many cities that are and she goes on in all the events that occur she takes about a, talks about thousands of cities that are destroyed by balls of fire so why focus on nashville because i believe nashville is supposed to be the warning to all the cities of the earth Here's what she says. And if the terrible punishment in one city does not cause the inhabitants of other cities to be afraid and seek repentance, their time will come when the Lord ariseth to shake terribly the earth. He will not cease until his work and punishment is done. So in conclusion, why of all the thousands of the cities in the world that God would, would God pick Nashville to start? Remember, this would be the very first event, if you will. How do we know this? Because they were surprised. They all said, we knew it was coming, but they didn't know when. So this is the first. And then there will be multiple other cities that happen after. I have my thoughts. This is where you guys need to study more. It's the largest pagan idol on American soil, a country especially blessed by God to to freely study and share the Bible with the world. This is not a subtle message. God is giving this is a very blatant open message. Turn from your idolatry, worship Him who made the heaven and the earth and the seas. And Revelation tells us that our first angel's message. Athena was known to be the protector of cities. Who was the protector of cities? Who is the protector? Why has America been so prosperous? God is our protector. Both groups are surprised. God's people are surprised, but said, Praise the Lord, this is what we've been looking for. Let me ask the question. Why are we as God's people looking for this event? Aren't we supposed to be the watchmen? Now let me say this, if there are warning judgments, who is God warning? The world, not the dead people, the people that are alive. So the judgment of the living has started. It has passed from the judgment of the dead that started in 1844 to the judgment of the living. God is warning the world that probation is about to close. Worship him. All right. I think that's where I'm going to stop and um, leave that for you to think about and to research. I believe that you can find more information if you search for it. God bless you, my friends. And I just felt that I had to do my share of warning that's coming. Time is short. We have no time to dally with the things of this earth. They're all going to burn up, my friends. There's nothing here worth trying to keep hold of and hang on to. Let's give it all to Jesus. Amen. Dear Jesus, please bless these friends that are here with me today. Help us all to be ready to meet you in peace. Thank you, Lord. In your name, amen.